Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Our society has taken steps to improve awareness and understanding on the stigmas of mental health. But conversations about mental health are often limited to certain conditions and are divorced from conversations about underlying factors like inequality and discrimination. Faye Johnstone believes that in order to effectively combat the stigmas of mental health, we need policy and awareness that addresses the unique realities and needs of all communities. Welcome to the conversation piece. Hello, my name is Faye Johnstone. I use she and they pronouns and I am the executive director of Wisdom to Action, a 2SLGBTQ owned and operated consulting firm that specializes in 2SLGBTQ inclusion and works extensively in the world of youth mental health. I also come to this conversation as a proud trans woman, uh, but also as a white settler joining today from unceded, unsurrendered Algonquin Anishinaabe territory, colonially known as Ottawa. My work and my life have been dedicated to supporting 2SLGBTQ communities, addressing gender-based violence, and improving mental health, and ensuring that our conversations about mental health include and reflect the needs of 2SLGBTQ communities in particular. I also come into this space as a person with my own lived experience, as someone who, particularly as a young person, struggled with my own mental health, as someone who has survived multiple suicide attempts, and who lives with ADHD, but I also uh, come to this conversation as a person whose mental health is fundamentally shaped by my own experiences and my everyday reality as a trans woman and more generally as a trans or 2SLGBTQ person. With that in mind, I wanna focus my talk on mental health when it comes to inequity and stigma. First, when it comes to stigma, I actually find myself to be quite fortunate in most of my mental health related issues. I find that they're ones that are, while still stigmatized, are still nonetheless generally at least minimally understood and accepted. That doesn't mean that we're not reinforcing stereotypes or reinforcing stigmatized ideas. We most definitely still are. But it does mean that some of our views have shifted, that we have a bit of understanding of what the word depression means and of what depression might look like. However, we don't have the same understanding around suicide and around the ways in which many of us live with suicidality or the fact that many of us in our world are survivors of suicide attempts ourselves. Persistent suicide stigma around suicide is but one example, but the gist of it is that while we have some degree of inclusion and acceptance for certain kinds of mental health issues, that acceptance isn't extended to those issues that present in ways that deviate more significantly from what is considered socially acceptable. We accept that some folks have anxiety, but we judge folks who have panic attacks in public spaces or whose anxiety makes it harder for them to make a phone call. We accept the idea of depression until someone is literally unable to get out of bed for days at a time. And unfortunately, those are two of the most widely discussed mental health issues, and yet we can see that stigma persists. We've barely begun tackling the stigma and judgment around issues like borderline personality disorder, or bipolar disorder. 
And that means that when folks are struggling with acute needs or have behavior related impacts associated with their mental health issues, they are hugely stigmatized. Their issues aren't conceived of as, dis as digestible and their behaviors are often more disruptive resulting in significant ostracization and isolation. People are okay knowing that I struggle with depression, but unfortunately they're not okay knowing, with, uh, knowing it um, if they actually see it in practice. They want us to talk about it. They don't wanna actually have to see what that looks like in my world. As a trans woman, I also struggle with how often our conversations about mental health are divorced from conversations about inequity and discrimination. For me, there is a direct causal relationship between my struggles with my mental health and living in a world that continues to shame, stigmatize, and enact violence against trans women and all 2S LGBTQ plus people. When I have a really bad day, it's as much about my depression as the struggle of coping with the latest man who hurls a slur in my face or the latest group of men following me down the street or joking about my gender, my body, and my transness. When I look at my community, I see 2S LGBTQ young folks who are struggling to survive. I see 2S LGBTQ young folks who are trying to find housing and support, who are ostracized from their families. I see a trans community that has some of the highest rates of poverty in this country, in which 84% of us avoid public space due to fears of public violence. In public policy, in our mental health advocacy, we can't divorce oppression from well-being. We need policy responses that respond to the unique realities and needs of our communities. We need more 2S LGBTQ youth programs, more queer employment programs, better access to trans transition-related healthcare, and we need campaigns to stop harassment. I want vibrant 2S LGBTQ community services in every city, in every region, in every community. Every year, I feel myself becoming hardened against the violence I face. I get angrier at a world that hurts and that I feel powerless to change. I don't want to become hardened. I want a world where my community doesn't have to cope with this violence. I want a world where trans kids don't have to be strong and resilient. I dream of a future where they grow up safe and supported. We can't talk about mental health without naming this crisis as a crisis of racism, of white supremacy, of homophobia and transphobia, of ableism and misogyny. To bring it to a close, self-care is important, but we often make mental health just about self-care. Self-care is a band-aid at best. Band-aids are important, but they don't address root causes. And those causes, the causes of this crisis are inequity, they are violence, and they are oppression. Thank you so much for having me. Faye Johnstone is the executive director of Wisdom to Action. She spoke at the Walrus Talks at Home Youth Mental Health in 2021. And she's just one of the over 800 fantastic Canadians who have wheeled, walked, and webcammed onto the stage at the Walrus Talks. Our next event is coming up on May 11th, the Walrus Talks What's Next? This event is in person at the Isabel Bader Theatre in Toronto and online. You can register today at thewalrus.ca slash events. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.